0: This and all of our podcasts are sponsored by Malicious Intent Apparel and Sports Memorabilia, where their loss is our laughter. Check them out at www.mal-int.com to purchase your next piece of comedic sports apparel or that signed rookie card you've always dreamed of owning for your man cave. Earn 15% off your next purchase when you use the promo code 15 on MI. That's 15ONMI. That's one 5 Let's go. Welcome to another edition of Giving the Points podcast, you filthy college football degenerates. I am your co-host, Jeff Cox, and alongside on the line is my trusty degenerate co-host, Jason
1: Osho-Odell. What's up? Good evening. Good evening. It's been a good week so far. Looking forward to some good content tonight. Looking to see which Liberty, which uh, Rutgers, oh, which Troy you pull out tonight to try to sneak which, up on me. So
0: Which shit show I pull on you tonight. Okay, well, I think I got a couple of pieces of shit up my sleeve, so let's, let's get it on. Uh, let's start with little Tales from the Oval Felt, our poker stories. Do you have anything this week?
1: No, nothing this week. Sat down for about five or six hours, grinded out, won 150, got up and left. So nothing major this week. Okay.
0: So you you grab? uh, Yes, sir. Yes, this is one of my rare stories. So, all right. So um, at the local poker room, they have uh, $60 buy-in tournaments, multi-table tournaments, uh, like Sundays at noon and Tuesdays at 7. So I went up there on Tuesday yesterday. And a $60 buy-in, they had 61 players and rebuys. So, and some other guy I heard, I mean, there was a lot of people rebuying. One guy bought in four times. Hmm. So 240. And uh, I heard him talking at the final table in between his third and fourth buy-ins, he went out to the floor to play uh, during, no, no. Yeah. Not on a break, but between the buy-ins, he went out to the floor, played the one card poker, which is war, you know, yeah. He threw two hundred bucks on one hand and won it, and that's why he decided to come back and buy him for the fourth time. So That's his uh, rationale and decision making. Um, we need him so, on the yeah. show. Yeah. yeah, for real, dude. He was just slinging. He, I think he was a, he he was a wild card. He, I didn't see any of his bluffs, but I knew. Bluffing, anywho. Yeah, he's finished. Uh, yeah, in the top four with me, so we uh, end up chopping. Top four of us uh, chopped two thousand dollars roughly. this is like four ninety five each um, that's good, yeah, so so I had the big stack, but this is the kicker here, so we talked about before on the last hand we talked about with the fifth guy he was still in a five way chop that'd be like three ninety five each, so the dude to my right goes all in on the flop, and knowing damn well that we said this is the last hand, I'm like thinking to myself, why is he doing this? I had a uh, king six, king six clubs. It comes ace, king, something, two clubs. So I have middle pair and the flush draw and he went all in. I said, well, fuck it. Okay, I'll call you. If you... And I beat him. And he, he sticks around at the end to like purposely ask me what, so what was your thinking on that? Why did you, because he's pissed off. He only won like a hundred. Seventy, so it's like three hundred yeah. less than what he would have won. He keeps like borderline badgering me, and I—I I almost say something like, "Dude, you need to walk away." But cooler heads prevailed, and uh, he finally left. But I think he was just so pissed he got japped out of three hundred. I shouldn't say japped, but whatever. Three hundred bucks. Um, yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this: If you discuss at a tournament, tournament style game, and you say ahead of time this is the last hand.
1: Why the fuck are you playing that hand? Like I don't I don't know. Especially check if you're it down.
0: Over. I I guarantee you I would have checked it down with him if he would have done so and he would have been $300 richer. I would have been $100 less but whatever. So, I don't yeah. know. I, I didn't understand his but he kept trying to explain to me his his rationale and I just didn't I, don't know. I kind of tried to avoid him just waiting for them well, to pay what us. was
1: his rationale? What what was he saying?
0: Uh, what was he trying to say? He <laughs> It didn't make sense to me. I, I don't recall the details of it, but I, I don't know. I, I kept saying, I said, well, why didn't you check it down? If you knew there was a last hand, why are we playing the hand? You know, it's just – it was a big – Well, and I've,
1: uh, I've heard I've heard something like this similar happen before. Um, mm-hmm. One of my buddies um, up here in uh, Pennsylvania, Maryland area was playing in a tournament, and this they did the same thing, except it was a four-way pot, and mm-hmm. the – or a four-way split, yeah. Chuck. And a, a guy went all in, and mm-hmm. what what his intention was is he had he had the best hand, and would have would have taken it all if he would have got a suitor, but he was trying to get double up his chip stack so that he could say no, I'm not playing for the split. Mm. So that way he's got a he, he puts himself in a position of power because he's got more chips than everybody else, and sometimes. Uh, poker players will split up a pot not based on uh, just how many people are in the pot but their chip size mm-hmm. so if you've got more chips than everybody else you get a bigger size of the oh of the pot so or, you don't need of, to do uh, that of the rake
0: i i like that because i i off his stupid uh, last hand i was easily the chip leader and if we yeah. did it percentage wise i'd have a I mean, first place without chopping, it was like 900 something. I was so tempted at that point. And then the douchebag to my left says, well, I said, well, we can play a couple more hands. Now that I had a lot of money, I was like, all right, let's see what we got uh, with my newfound wealth. And the guy said, well, you kind of said already that you were going to chop it. I'm like, all right, all right. So uh, I guess that would have been a douchebag move to come to go back on it with the, uh, what yeah. i had in front of me but uh anyway it was a good you know finally had a, a nice little win a good trip to the poker room as opposed to the last few trips so um We're that's my story you. yeah man yeah so um anyway uh let's move on to our segment it's our new i think it's uh the segment we enjoy the most dare i say despite the um the wagers it's called the list so as a reminder uh to our Listeners always go to giving the points podcast on both Twitter and Instagram to follow our weekly lists. Um, This week, we're going to do something a little outside the sports realm. We're going to go with top three shamefully embarrassing movies that no male should admit to have watched in his (laughs) lifetime. It's a little lengthy, but I got all the words that really uh, give it its uh, little ring to it. So let's just
1: do Say again. I said, it's just due. Just do. This is, it's just due list. So let's start with
0: your, I didn't go any particular order. So give me your first and we'll go back and forth. Who? Uh, what is one of your uh, embarrassing movies that you like?
1: You know what? It, it, this list for me was, was hilarious to make because it really makes you look at yourself and say, yeah, I'm going to throw this out there to the world. And, uh, it, it, I picked three movies, with with an honorable mention that if I scroll across them on the TV, I stop and watch. Gotcha. There's certain points in those movies that I that I like, mm-hmm. that I find entertaining, and I'll check around to make sure no one's watching, and I'll continue watching. So my first one is Sweet Home Alabama, <laughs> with with Reese Witherspoon. Okay. Um... I, I don't know why. There's something about that movie that I just like. I, I watch it. Um, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> She's a bad bitch. I, I mean, what's not to like? That's, uh, that's, that's solid. I, I think my
0: wife owns that in her DVD collection, which we are collecting dust as we speak. So, okay. So you're going with Sweet Home Alabama. I'm going to go with a 2010. I, went, I had three originally, and I'm like, you know what? I don't think that's honestly <sighs> Uh, a true kind of, I guess what you classify chick flick, but these are kind of chick flick slash rom-coms that I'm kind of embarrassed to like. So 2010, there was a movie called going the distance. Are you familiar with this movie? No, I'm not. Okay. All right. It's got drew Barrymore and Justin Long, the two main, uh, that have a long distance relationship. It's just like a gross comedy, but it's great. It's got Jason Sudeikis, the funny, one of the funny dudes from, um, uh, Philadelphia show, what's that? Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Charlie, uh-huh. I forget his name, but yeah, check it out. Going the distance from 2010. It's it's a it's an underrated like rom com. So my wife got me into that one. That is my first of three. What's your next one?
1: My next one is The Devil Wears Prada. Wow, with Anne Hathaway. I I don't know what it is. I like the movie. A couple scenes in there mm-hmm. that I will I will stop and watch. Mm -hmm. other than that i I don't know what to tell you okay
0: yeah i think my wife's watched that a few times i don't think she's ever got but i've heard good things about it so i might have to check that one out i'm gonna go back to 1998 i'm gonna give you the sequel i believe is what they classified it uh the sequel to the tom hanks vehicle sleepless in seattle i'm going with you've got mail i watched it the other day very rewatchable movie it's got the early uh use of aol have you seen this movie before Oh yes. Okay. Oh, yes. So it's got early use of AOL and dial-up internet, and you know, emailing each other back and forth, and the aliases they have in their usernames, and just uh, I'm not the biggest Meg Ryan fan, but uh, she she plays the role well for him, and it's just a, uh, I feel so gay saying this, but it's a good movie, man. It's it's solid. So I'm gonna go with that for my second choice. What's your third choice?
1: You know, the most embarrassing of, of all of them that I could choose. Um, is, is a movie that, that my my stepdaughter always makes fun of me for watching, um, and she actually bought me the DVD one time um, as a joke, but it's pitch perfect. <laughs> um, there, there's something about that movie that I just like. It's, it's the music. It's, I, I don't know. I like it. I'm not ashamed, uh, goddammit, to say I like it and I'm going to go watch it after this podcast.
0: God damn it, be proud. Now, is there multiple of those movies, I think? I've never seen them, but I've yes, heard of them. Yes,
1: unfortunately, there are. I believe there's three. Oh, dear. Uh, the first one and two are, you know, one is obviously the best. Yeah. second, you know, number two is probably the second best. Third one, really couldn't wrap my arms around it, but, you know, one and two are, are, are to me, they're good flicks. You
0: Dude, know? And I'll say underrated uh chicken movie is Anna Kendrick. I mean to me personally she's in a couple of movies that uh, she's she's yes. gotten better looking over the years I think. So yeah. All right, that's not too yeah. bad. Um I'm going to go back to 2002 and give you a Cameron Diaz movie called The Sweetest Thing. You ever seen this? No, I have not. Oh my god. Okay. So it's got Thomas Jane, um a uh, Christian Applegate. It's really it's another like a gross out comedy kind of like Going the Distance. So the sweetest thing—it's borderline rom-com, chick flick, but uh, it's—I don't know. My wife got me to start watching it, and it's—it's. Uh, it's, if I'm flipping around, like you said about the other movie, I'll sit and watch that depending on what part's on. So, um, just to recap: I got "Going the Distance," you've got "Mail," and "The Sweetest Thing,"
1: and tell me yours again. Uh, "Sweet Home Alabama," mm-hmm. "Devil Wears Prada," and "Pitch Perfect." And you have an honorable. And mention? I will. Yeah, Honorable Mention is is a movie that's got a lot of stars in it. Uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Okay, it, it, it's a it's a funny movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about a a forty year old guy who his wife cheats on him and he decides to be a player, and it's 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 pretty funny. Okay, but but I will say, um, you know, I was really worried about this topic for you when. When, when you brought it up, I, based on the picks that you've had over the last couple of weeks, I thought for sure we were going to hear some mail on mail, like long com <laughs> stuff. So I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that we did. And we got through that segment. Yeah, of that, so. I
0: didn't go down the break. Uh, What's it called? Broke down mountain. Back, <laughs> broke, I broke forgot mountain. Yeah. Broke back hmm. mountain Avenue. Um, yeah. Hmm. So as a reminder, always go to Twitter and Instagram if you want to follow along. Giving the points podcast is our handle. We like to put those lists up every week so you can follow along. And just a kind of a teaser in the next couple of weeks, we're going to do top three college backfields, running back, fullback, et cetera. We're going to do top three quarterback slash wide receiver combos, the most overrated movies, which I'm really interested to hear what you have on that top three score Scorsese movies and top three comedians. So we're going to add to the list as we go, just a little something pop culture ish to, uh, do outside the sports avenue. Okay, moving along. We got a couple of notes I want to bring up and you can uh, feel free to add anything to it on the college football sure. front. So, I know that Wisconsin had a great game this past week, but their uh, backup quarterback, uh, something Mertz, I forget his first name, but a yeah, hell of a Mertz. game.
1: What was it again? Uh, I, I don't know his first name. His last name's is Mertz, though. So, he
0: came down with COVID and he I think he was uh, positive on two tests in a row in like three day span. So he's having to sit out, which I think is the big tens mandatory 21 day window and Wisconsin, Nebraska game has been canceled due to COVID. So that was something, I don't know if you saw that, but it just came up in the last yep.
1: 24 hours. So um, yeah, I did. And, and there's going to be more of that oh, no. I, I really do believe that I, it, as it gets colder, mm-hmm. people are going to – I really think people are going to mistake the flu for COVID. Yeah. And it's going to shut down a lot of stuff. I mean – and people are just stupid. Mm-hmm. You know what? And and we talk about COVID. That idiot last night got COVID in the middle of the baseball game and, and they win the World Series and he's out celebrating without a mask, kissing on people, hugging on people. Oh, I missed that. Uh, I miss yeah, that. that was a big story today where they they – if I understand it right, because I didn't watch the World Series, no. I, I couldn't stomach it. I don't it. watch that shit. But they they pulled one of the players off the out of the game in, in the sixth inning. Is what I was reading, hmm. and I went back and and watched. And the the whole big issue was that the the, the Dodgers won the World Series, and the team said, you know what, we wanted him out here celebrating with us. Mm-hmm. So he just comes out and he's holding the trophy and kissing on it, kissing his wife, and oh, he man. just got a positive COVID test. Wow. You know, hugging the other players and. Just, just stupidity. Yeah, you know that, that kind of stuff's going to shut a lot of stuff down. Yeah. So the same thing with uh,
0: Marshall and Florida International—they're postponed due to COVID. Um, I think there's another one. I can't think of who it was. Another game. So I think three or four games this week <sighs> shut down because of COVID. Um, a couple of big things. Uh, one of the biggest players uh, for Alabama, let alone the entire nation, uh, Waddle is out for the season. So evidently he got hurt I think mm-hmm. towards the latter part of the game. And he's a big part of the Alabama, well, not just offense, but special teams too. So he's out.
1: And I think he got hurt on the first play of the game. Oh, was it that soon? Wow. Yeah. I I want to say, and I'm, I'm fact checking now, but yeah. I want to say he got hurt on the opening kickoff.
0: Oh shit. Okay. That was way off then.
1: Yeah. Um, Big news in the Big Ten. I'm sure you're aware of this, but
0: uh, I didn't know this. Rutgers, by beating Michigan State in East Lansing, ended the 21 game conference losing streak back to 2017. So, hats off to Rutgers, man. Finally, it looks hopefully they're rounding the corner of uh, being one of the worst Big Ten teams in recent history. So, um,
1: well, after this weekend, I think Penn State slides into that spot.
0: Oh, you're too hard on your boys. They, they're just playing oh, Ohio yes. State, that's all. But we'll get to that. That's oh, yes. <laughs> um, Mississippi State is running into a bad problem. They just have gone down. I mean, from starting out with the records they posted against LSU, beating them in a, a 20-something point win the first week, they're just going downhill. They're running back, starting running back, and probably all SEC running back, Kylan Hill, has opted out. And three other players leaving the program, so I guess you'd call that a sinking pirate ship. Is that too? Yeah, I we, okay, you would. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, I I like it. Um, so that tells me that a lot more players. I think this is going to happen. I think Kansas. Uh, what's that guy? Puka Williams. I think I know he did it for his family, but something tells me these teams that are not doing as well, you're going to see a lot of the better players that have a chance to go to the NFL opting out, because what do they have to lose? I mean, they have all everything to lose, I should say. So I think we're going to start seeing a lot more as the season progresses, which is very interesting for our fantasy, which we're going to get to as well um, on the college front. And um,
1: I think that's about it. Did you have anything else that you noticed on the notes? Well, did you you hear that Trevor Lawrence come out yesterday? Oh, yeah. And they asked him about whether he would – come back to clemson and, and his answer was we'll see i saw that
0: and i am so, extremely
1: surprised I, we, we talked about that on the podcast mm-hmm. you know a couple of weeks ago and i really i really believe he'll come back i mean who wants Man. to play for the jets or the jags no. i just, certainly wouldn't you're just
0: delaying the inevitable i mean it's going to be them probably yep. in two years too but hey you might as well come back to a
1: semi-pro team with clemson
0: you know um yeah with all the, the fruits of college football
1: so, well, especially if these laws pass to where they can get paid that truly go through where they can they can get paid yeah,
0: well that they certainly deserve it. That's just they're making hands over fist yeah. money for these universities. It's crazy. So let's move on to some hot and cold players and teams this past week of action. Uh, give me a couple of uh, hot players, that you noticed just uh, fantasy wise in the college football.
1: Well, you know what? My surprises this week were all teams. OK, Um My biggest surprise, and and the only one I've got chalked down here, is Michigan. Mm. Where did that team come from? That is not the Michigan that we've seen over the last three years, three seasons. Mm -hmm. They put an ass-whipping on Minnesota to where I turned it off at 9 o'clock and said, you know what, I've had enough. And, you know, Michigan just – they opened up the floodgates and scoring and – I mean, I know Minnesota is going to have its problems this year with with losing their offensive coordinator, but they just looked awful in Michigan. They look like they can actually compete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they looked impressive, man. I, I just – there's so many
0: games. I would just flip back and forth amongst about four or five of them that uh, time of the night, and uh, I didn't really set – Uh, the channel down for a while with that game, but I just kind of looked at the scoreboard as I always do every Saturday and just saw that points keep mounting up. I'm like, damn, I got, I thought Minnesota was uh, a real deal, but uh, eh, it's only week one. So we got, got a lot of game to play. So um, I have a couple, I have more than one or two. I got a couple that kind of caught my eye. The first one is a quarterback from Cincinnati, Desmond Ritter. The guy only Mm -hmm. threw for a one. Let's see. They won. They beat SMU down in, I want to say Dallas is where SMU is, 42-13. So that's impressive as it is, undefeated SMU team. Um, he, let's see what I have down hit. He ran for a touchdown, ran for 126 yards, but also passed for 179 yards and three touchdowns. So he counted for four of their touchdowns. So he had a really impressive game. Marlon Williams is the wide receiver out of UCF, the lead receiver. Uh, nine catches, 174 for three touchdowns. Pretty impressive. I'm going to give you my Liberty stat of the day. Their quarterback, mm-hmm. Mar- uh, Malik Willis, uh, ran for 97 and a touchdown and threw for 345 and six touchdowns. So that son accounted for seven touchdowns. And finally, the second fiddle running or a wide receiver for Purdue, David Bell. Now, he got drafted in our um, supplemental league. Rondell Moore, the lead dog, is out. I don't know how long I drafted him, but uh I'll have to wait um I think he's all big ten and for that matter, I think he's all i almost say all american um David mm-hmm. Bell, thirteen catches for one twenty one and three touchdowns but that purdue offense they're pretty pretty uh, impressive so far, so those are the players that caught my eye
1: on the uh, offensive front. What about some cold players or teams? You know what, I, I got two of them, and, and the first one breaks my heart, but what the fuck is going on in State College? Mm. It, what Happy Valley just melted down, and, and it's, it, it comes down to, to two things. One one is coaching. Um, we, we ran six plays. We got a new offensive coordinator from Minnesota. And they ran five plays in Minnesota last year, and now we've we've upgraded to six here at Penn State, with with a missing field goal being one of our plays. Oh my God! So you know it was just it was the most painful game I've ever watched. And you know, a lot of folks say, well, the, if the running back goes down, well, if the running back goes down, we don't cover the spread anyway. So what, <laughs> what really difference does it make? Yeah. You know, they they give up 102 yards in the whole game and give up. 90 in, in the final drive to, to tie the game and score the two-point conversion. Got so, it. just a travesty. And they're going to roll up to uh, back home and, and get met at the front door by Ohio State, who's going to put an ass-whipping on them. Jesus Christ. so Yeah, that's going to be, be a long season.
0: bloodbath in the, in the Happy Valley. Um, okay, um, I have a couple of notes here. the Notre Dame whooped the shit out of Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, 45-3. I think there was a collective seven different rushers for Pittsburgh. They counted for 44 total yards. So I'm going with a cold mm-hmm. team, not just players, as the Pittsburgh running back backfield. Uh, who'd you have? Anybody else that caught your eye
1: or teams? You know what? Pitt was my second Okay, I, I actually had Pitt down here. They, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, they they're one of those teams that I absolutely hate. I can't stand Pitt. I've never liked mm-hmm. Pitt since I was a child, and I don't know why. I don't know what they did to me when I was little, <laughs> but I don't like them. Uh, you know, and they're they're a bunch of team Dodgers. They they had a good series going with with uh, West Virginia, and they bailed on that series because West Virginia used to beat them every mm-hmm. year. And then they had a series with Penn State, and Penn State used to beat that ass every year. And they crawled to the ACC, and they're and and they now they claim they're their rival Syracuse, which That's not much of a rival. Yeah, good luck yeah. with that. You know, so, you know, being a Pitt fan is, is kind of like going to your family, your reunion and, and fucking your cousin, <laughs> you know, it, it feels good for a few minutes, but eventually you got to have that long, quiet ride home by yourself. Uh. So I, I was happy to see Pitt take it on the chin proverbially. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I hope for more losses from them coming mm. soon.
0: Yeah, um, I had another backfield for my cold or disappointed teams or players. I had the Michigan State running backs. They accounted for only 60 yards in their uh, loss to Rutgers at home, which is the first in three years. So I'm going to go with two backfields, Pittsburgh and Michigan State, accounting for a total of 104 yards. So let's move on to normally this part of the show. We like to recap our college fantasy league results and standings. But once again, Fantrax has not come up with our updated stats. They're trying to find a new stats provider. Uh, We don't have anything to report because we don't know how the hell we're doing. So we're agents. I know I am. Um, Is anybody else that caught your eye that uh, you picked up recently that of
1: note? You know, after our supplemental draft, I just I've been plugging and playing those players. I mean, I I don't know who's scoring what. Mm-hmm. I I can I see players that are doing good, and I'll I'll go squelch one out here and there. But but nothing really just jumps out. I I once I get my lineup the way I like it, I I usually ride with it and and put in players here and there that are playing a a weak defense. Yeah that I know will score me some points. So I, I've been kind of laying low you.
0: Yeah. I was actually going to like, we brought the supplemental draft because I wanted to view real quick, uh, how we did and who we picked up. I don't think that that happened after our show last week. Right. I think it was. Uh, okay. Yes, It did. Yes. So it let's, did. Let, yeah We're going to pause for just a second here. I'm bringing it up. Um, we're going to recap who we had picked. I lucked out and got, uh, the first pick, so you know I was going with Justin Fields. As a reminder, we were picking uh, six players out of the four uh, conferences who started late or have not have yet to start. Um, so we're picking out of the Big Ten, uh, I forget Mountain West, Pac-12, and one other piece of shit conference. So I ended up getting Justin Fields at the one. Rondale Moore, which the Purdue wide receiver is hurt. I can't believe he went. It's, it's normally like a first round uh, pick. He stumbled it. Yep. Number two, uh, Zavian, I'm probably butchering his name, validated running back for Wyoming. Muhammad Ibrahim, Minnesota running back. Nakia Watson, which I thought was supposed to be Wisconsin, start running back. I don't think that's looking that way um, from the running back University of Wisconsin. And Rico Busey, who was a transfer from North Texas at wide receiver to Hawaii, who I believe has um, posted a few yards this past week. And looking at Osho, you were in shit. Where are you? Oh, fourth slot. So you got number one, Rashad Bateman, Minnesota wide receiver, Uh, CJ Burdell, Oregon's running back master Teague, the third, which is a great name, Ohio state's running back. You got Penn state D which I wasn't able to actually move for whatever reason um, to our main league, Davis Mills, the Stanford quarterback. Was that a, a purposeful pick I know, is that the right word, but is that a, a auto pick? Do you remember?
1: No, that was a that was a purposeful okay. pick. I needed, I really had to have a, uh, yeah. a quarterback, and I wanted I, the guy that I wanted went too early. I wanted the USC mm-hmm. quarterback, and he went. Oh yeah, I, I had to make a choice between Slovis. him and Bateman. Yeah. He, he's Slovis. Slovis, so I. I said, you know what, let me let me pick up a, a wide receiver that I know is going to mm-hmm. score points. And I felt like I had the quarterbacks to carry me. So I, I wanted to pick up a quarterback in the draft, and that's kind of what fell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to stay away from Big Ten and go with mm-hmm. Pac-10 just because all the, the good ones yeah. are already gone. And picking fourth, you're really in no man's mm-hmm. land. So I ended up uh, getting him. And for my last yeah. pick, I picked up Mr. Fryer. Yes, you did.
0: The Pride of Happy Valley, the tight end, your Heisman hopeful, yeah. which we're gonna segue into. Um, let's talk about our Heisman as a reminder to our listeners. Each week we like to recap our three Heisman contenders from the previous week's action and update it with the new top three after this last week's action. So remind us who you had last week.
1: Last week we had Lawrence, we had Mac Jones, and we had Pat Fryer. And now I will say I will say now we, we talked about that and I said this has been the only time we ever talk about Mr. Mm-hmm. Friermuth during this this podcast, but he did lead the team down the field in the first series and score the first touchdown. True, I saw
0: that. Yeah, so, he did account for at least a touchdown. Hindsight, yeah. but it's not going to get him to New York. You know, so, going to get him in the top. <laughs>
1: no, he he will be nowhere near New yeah. York unless he is just up there yeah. shopping. However, this week we. have after watching uh, Ohio State, after watching some of the other teams, it's it, to me it's a it's a two dog race. It's Lawrence hmm. or Fields. Okay. Uh, I think one of them is gonna one of them gonna trip up, and the other one's gonna gonna dance right into New York and get that trophy. I, I think that's the only two out there okay. that can do it right now.
0: Um, last week, I decided to just go Trevor Lawrence and no one else until Trevor fails, which doesn't look like it's that way. Uh, this week, I mean, he didn't have the perfect game, but he had a less just under less than perfect game. So I got to keep him at number one until he really, really fucks it up, which I can't imagine him doing. He's a lead dog. Uh, I'm going to go with Mac Jones. It's pretty much chalk this week. Mac Jones at two. He just uh, productivity machine at quarterback for Bama. And even though they didn't play, I'm still going to keep with Kyle Trask as much as that pains me from Florida at number three. So Uh, As a reminder, you can always go to Instagram and Twitter for our picks updated every week at Giving the Points Podcast. So let's take a dip and look in this week's slate of games and give it a rating. So um, which three games throughout the day are you looking uh, looking forward to watching?
1: You know, I'm going to be completely honest. I looked Mm -hmm. at the list, and I said – Kansas State, West Virginia at noon looks like the hmm. best game. I'm not going to be watching right. it. Um, I, I'm I'm going to push my football watch until the end of the day. Usually Saturdays is, is a a twelve to eleven gig yeah. for me, but but the games just aren't that appealing oh. this week. And it, it is Halloween, so oh, yeah, you know at yeah. three thirty. we've got LSU, Auburn, but that game's going to yeah. suck. Yeah it just it's just not going to be good and i'm going to i've made a i've made an appeal to the family that i will do whatever they need me to do from the time i get up until 7:29 when i get to see ohio state put a beat down on psu and i will drink a bottle of bourbon during that that period okay. so
0: and how are you looking at a rating 1 through 10 with decimal points for this week
1: 1 being worst 10 being the best week ever of college football you know what? I think this week is probably one of the worst. Wow. I've, I've got it rated a 6.5. Okay. I just don't see entertaining games okay. out there.
0: I, on the other hand, I'm pretty impressed. I'm going to go ahead and give you my rating up front. I, I dig through the schedule. I like it. You know me. I'm no defense, all offense. I'm going to give it an 8.3. I like uh, a couple games early. Memphis, Cincinnati. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the AAC. I, lo- I think that's their conference, right? Does that sound right, AAC? Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I love offense, man. I love the offensive output. I've got a couple of vested guys on my fantasy teams with Memphis and Cincinnati. So give me that game early. I want to say it's a noon kickoff. I got two during the middle of the day that I'm going to be watching. And I forgot, like you mentioned, that it's Halloween. So I'm going to have to uh, think about, uh, taking my phone with me with my son as he gets some free candy for dad. Um, second portion of the day, Mm -hmm. UCF and Houston, another, AAC, no defense, put up points. I like both the offenses. Got some vested interest fantasy-wise but those. Uh, I'm going to give you a dark horse during the middle of the day. Indiana and Rutgers. I want to see if Rutgers can build off that Michigan State win and the three-year drought. I also want to see if Indiana is what they really were last week, Penn State killer. So we'll see if they can uh, capitalize on that win from last week. Um, the late game – I, wouldn't, I knew you were going to pick Penn State, so I just I'll let you have that one because that's your, that's your baby. I'm going with Arkansas, Texas A&M. I know it's at A&M; they're probably heavily mm-hmm. favored. I'll forget the spread on that one, but I think Arkansas is an underrated SEC West team. So I want to see if they can kind of follow along with their. Uh, they're only two and two, but it's an impressive two and two. With Arkansas not winning much in the last few years in the SEC, so that's another game that I'll be uh, keeping an eye on on my phone as we walk around. Uh, by the way, Halloween, what's the in your state, what's the uh the rule on that? Do
1: they have a ruling on are they doing it or not? The ruling is wow. no. There'll be absolutely nobody doing wow. nothing. Okay. So, so they they've shut that down and, and how it's it's just gonna be uh spend time with the family. Is it like
0: uh more than yeah, anything is else? Is it like uh you're gonna get in trouble? Arrested, citation, kind of thing. If you're caught doing it, or just everybody's agreed to not
1: open their doors and give candy. Well, the state's okay. mandated that you don't. Okay. Um, I don't think there'll be an arrest. Of course, I, I say that, but and some, but some guy got arrested today trying to vote without oh, a mask Jesus. on. Yeah. So it's we're just not going to take mm-hmm. any chances. I don't need my family no, getting sick, you. so I we're going to lay low. Moving along to a new segment we're going to introduce
0: called cover two. Um, As we have mentioned in the past, we are big college fantasy football fans. So we like to give our idea of what we think is going to be two important fantasy players you want to start this upcoming week. So I'm going to ask you, did you get a chance to review and uh, get a couple players that you're going to give recommendations on starting?
1: Yeah, I did. Uh, the, the two guys I picked were are both already on my fantasy team, and they're, they're names that aren't talked about a lot. One should be. One is is not. The first one's from Boise State, the quarterback yeah. from Boise. His name is Hank yeah. Bachmeyer. Last week in their first game, they, he threw for yeah. four touchdowns, and they're lining up against Air Force this mm. week, who's up and down. They're give, Air Force has given up four mm. yards of play. And they haven't really played anybody. Uh, I think they've the only two teams they've really played are are Navy and San Jose State. So I think Boise rolls in there and puts up a big number on Air Force, and Bachmeyer will probably throw for yeah, touchdowns. Yeah,
0: the Air Force defense is very shoddy. So I like that pick. Who's your uh, second for cover two?
1: The, the second one is the Baylor quarterback Charlie Brewer. He was a name that that has been tossed around a lot before the season and was ranked high on the fantasy boards and hasn't done a whole lot this year. And I think this this week will be his his coming out party. They're playing TCU. That defense gives up 30 points Mm. per game. Um, And and Baylor's going to have to throw the ball a lot Mm. to keep up. So I see him putting up some big numbers, too.
0: I'm going to start with the Big 12. Uh, Anybody at this point that plays versus Kansas is going to be a very important fantasy figure. I'm going to start with the uh, middle, the heart of Iowa State's offense. They got Iowa State and Kansas this week. Running back Brees Hall. This guy has been putting up crazy numbers, scored a touchdown, if not two, in all of the, I want to say, five games they've played in. I was looking at some stats earlier. Anybody, Kansas defense, like Swiss cheese, man, they're terrible. So give me Brees Hall. I wish I had a share of him, but I do not. I'm going to go down to Dallas, Texas. I'm going to go with SMU's quarterback, Shane Bouchelle, And for that matter, anybody, SMU on the offense side. They're playing Navy. These guys allow around like 30-something points per game. They're not playing defense. I think in the COVID uh, stage of the uh, year, they were the coach admitted to them, not even doing tackling drills. So you can't get better if you don't tackle. Mm-hmm. A defense. So uh, for that matter, give me SMU. They don't even need a bad defense. They're good as it is. Uh, so I'm going to go with Brees Hall for Iowa state and Shane Bouchelle, the signal caller for SMU. Very Moving along. Very good. Each week we are going to discuss our who you got segment here where we, uh, like to throw the money around. As a reminder, each of us has been allotted with a $1,000 fake bankroll before the season started. Weekly, we like to pick games with this bankroll wagers. The one of us with the largest remaining balance at the end of the season will take the other one's $20 bill. So as a reminder, each week we place dollar amounts on two single game picks with the spread, one underdog money line pick, one parlay and or teaser, and one NFL pick with the spread. So let's give a quick recap. How did you do last week?
1: You know, it was it was a train wreck. College was a train wreck. I lost PSU, and, and I I told no, America no. up front, do not roll with me on this one. Do not roll with me on Penn State or the Penn State parlay mm-hmm. with Iowa. These are picks of the heart. We also lost Iowa. Minnesota did mm-hmm. not show up. Uh, that was that was crazy, but. Again, we told America, I told America, I've got free money for you. The Chargers minus mm. seven over the Jags. And while it looked skeptical in the first quarter and a half, the Chargers turned it on. They covered the seven and we won our $220 bet, which paid off 176, uh, which, which kind of caught me up on some of my, my heartfelt yeah. losses. So we ended up losing about uh, ninety eight dollars, but uh, we made America some money. If they all
0: right, anything. so who are you going to bless America with this week?
1: You know, this week to me is easy. The, there's there's a lot of games, but there's not a lot of winning to be made. Mm-hmm. You're coin flipping. Um, I'm taking. I'm putting fifty five on Notre Dame at twenty and a half. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows which Notre Dame team is going to show up. I don't think the Notre Dame team knows which Notre Dame team is going to show up. So that's a really mm-hmm. high point spread. And I typically wouldn't take Notre Dame. And that's how I lose money. So I'm going to take them and do the opposite of what I should do, the, the, the Costanza <laughs> effort here. And we're going to take Notre Dame at, at 20 and a half. We're also going to take Ohio State minus the 12 and a half. We're going to put 55 on them. My money line pick this week is Kansas State over West Virginia. Now, West Virginia is three and two. I, I, they're they they're up and down. I, I can't get a feel for them, but what I do know is Kansas State has a running back named Vaughn who does everything hmm. but kick field goals. The dude catches touchdowns. He runs touchdowns. I think he's got uh, more receiving yards then he has running yards, and that's going to confuse West Virginia. So they're going to be – Kansas State's going to be my money line this week. 55 paying out eighty-two We've got a teaser with Notre Dame, Ohio State, and UF. Um, I I think UF, they've had some time off. They're playing Missouri, and everybody's really high on Missouri, but I'm just not sold on them. Uh, It's hard for me to get behind the the Missouri Tigers – So I'm not sold. We're going to take that. While I'm not going to give America a lock, I'm going to give America a pretty good. (laughs) And and that is Philly minus three. Um, The Cowboys Mm. are a disaster. They've got one quarterback who's got his leg in a sling, another quarterback who is still looking (laughs) for his helmet. They're playing a third string guy that nobody's ever heard of. That team's Mm. a damn disaster. So Philly continues, from what I can tell, and, and by watching, they continue to improve every week. Dallas is on the decline. So, if you could find a sports book that that is at minus three, jump on it. Mm-hmm. There are a few out there. Uh, some of the sports books have already moved to mm-hmm. seven and a half and eight right. on that line. So, I got it. Got it at three at mine. That's what we're rolling with. So,
0: all that's right. My so this week. you began. This week at 949, I don't know if you mentioned that, as opposed to my lowly, I mean, I went over 5 last week, I can't pick my nose at this point, so I think, uh, yeah, I'm at 320, I mean, I'm running out of money, so we're going to have to be uh, very choosy with our picks. Uh, give me $60 on Rutgers at home versus Indiana, plus 13, I think they can cover that, so 60 will win me 50. I like BYU's offense. Uh, They're playing at home against a two-and-four Western Kentucky team. who hasn't looked impressive at all. I'm going to bet 75 to win 60 on BYU minus 28. Uh, I think it was minus 20 and a half. I went ahead and bought the hook just in case they uh, went by four touchdowns. They'll give me Mm -hmm. the money line for Arkansas. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, I want to see if they're playing at Texas A&M, which is a very hard environment to play in traditionally. Um, I just, there's something about Arkansas this year. They've done something I haven't seen them do in the years past um, in the SEC. So I'm going to throw 50 on them as an underline, excuse me, underdog money line, and they can win 162.50 if I prevail. Um, I'm going to tease. Uh, this is my helm area. I normally try to tease uh, four or five games, as you know, in the past. And I've been abysmal so far. So I'm going to throw Boise at minus seven. I'm going to tease it down six. Bama minus 24, Penn State plus 20. I don't think Ohio State's going to have that easy of a time with them at Happy Valley. And Clemson minus 24 and Cincinnati as a pick'em. So I'm throwing 50 up to win 175. So we'll see if that Hail Mary helps me out. Do you? Now, I
1: like that one. I like that. Okay. I like that teaser. I, I, the the Rutgers in the, in the Arkansas mm-hmm. bet, you can have that one. But I do like that teaser with Boise, Bama, PSU, okay. Clemson, and Cincinnati. So Cincinnati.
0: I'm going to go with my NFL choice. I'm going to follow in your footsteps. You've been had pretty good success with Pittsburgh. So I'm going to take the Steelers plus three and a half. I'm going to wager 100 to win $90.91. So basically I'm down at this point by roughly $620. bucks. we are middle the probably midway through the season. I got a lot, lot of uh, – room to make up for at this point. So as a reminder to our listeners, you can always check out our picks at giving the points podcast on both Twitter and Instagram and our season long balances as Odell is prevailing over myself.
1: Well, I'll I'll tell you a couple of things. One, I want America to realize that I am yet to lose an NFL game. We only pick one a week, but I'm yet to lose one. And, Like a true degenerate, you have three hundred and twenty dollars in the bank, and you've overspent (laughs) that this week. Oh shit! You will be down to zero here soon. So, not not that I care, uh, but you know, for for twenty dollars, I will gladly give you your thousand back. No, I could not possibly
0: do that. But you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't know what my balance was before uh, I decided to chuck the chips around here. So we may need to make a little amendment
1: on maybe the Rutgers or BYU game. So
0: we'll have to update that. Okay. Nah, I'll
1: let you have it. We know every every good bookie will, will – Just don't send Bruno on
0: to, to take out my we'll knees. This week. Um, so, yeah, we'll go <laughs> ahead yeah. and throw those up on the uh, socials here after the show so you can take a look at it and follow along with us, Degenerates, as we hope you are Degenerates as well. All right, so uh, moving along, let's talk about any pop culture-related stuff. Anything TV, movie-related that you caught uh, this past week
1: that you want to recommend to everybody? You know what? There is a lot of stuff going on out there right now. Uh, it's just just a lot of stuff. So a, a couple of things that, that I saw this week that I wanted to bring up. I don't know if you saw Rice's field yes, goal the four, the four. on Saturday that hit four posts. And then sat there on the top of the, of the goal post That's and just crazy. sat there and decided it was not going to go in. I thought that was, now, was, that that was that fun for, to
0: watch. Was that for a win? Uh, Des, or was it just a regular field goal during the game? I think
1: that was like a – You know, I'm, I'm not sure, yeah, but I thought like it was for the win. One or two-point game. I thought it was. So that
0: was crazy. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, I thought that was really Interesting. Um, Des Bryant signed back with the Ravens. That's going to be a That's shit show. show and a half. Uh, so I, I thought that was going to be interesting. That's mm-hmm. just a disaster coming. There was a bet out there and you, you brought me one and I was hoping you showed me one, uh, on text that, that I thought you would probably bring up. And I found one on Thursday nights, last night, Thursday nights, last week game between the mm-hmm. Giants and the Eagles. Somebody bet $100, $100 a hundred bucks, hundred dollar wager, which doesn't sound like a lot, but this was a, a this was a gamble. the 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 bet was that Carson Wentz would score the first touchdown. Okay, yeah. that's a stretch in itself to give a quarterback right. the first touchdown, right? So it was a parlay. Wentz scores the first touchdown. Wentz throws for over 247 and a half. Excuse me. That's not a bad bet. Okay. That's okay. Boston Scott scores a touchdown at any time during the game. How that guy even knows who Boston Scott is, I do not know. And predicted him to, in a parlay, to score a touchdown. I don't know, Mm. but he did. He said that Sterling Shepard would score a touchdown. Okay, I get that. Makes sense. Anytime during the game, he would score a touchdown and the Eagles would win the money line. He hit all five of those on a $100 bet, and it paid out Mm, $46,000. Now, that sounds like a lot of money, but if this cat does this two or three times a week, (laughs) he is in the hole. So this catches him up. You figure – making these kind of bets, you're not going to, it, it looks good on paper when you look at it and say, yeah, this guy won $46,000. This guy's pissed away a lot of money in the, in the last couple of years making these kind of bets because they don't hit and, the, oh, yeah. and they don't hit very often. So he got lucky. and yeah, I, absolutely, I, thought that was I
0: love seeing those things. I follow a couple guys on Twitter. I don't get on Twitter that much, but I like to see, uh, I like to share in people's uh, wins and losses for that matter. I know I've got uh, more than a few over the years and I'm sure that you're right. He's probably if he's not in the forty six thousand in the he's damn near it. So he's probably just cutting even with that uh that win, but good for him. Uh, um, what about uh any fucktards of the week? Are we gonna talk about this?
1: Anything that caught your eye that you want to discuss? You know what? No 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 fucktards. Short week, you know. there's many to talk about, but but here's the thing. I do have a current event to talk about it, it caught my attention this weekend and And it got me to thinking about our society as a whole, you know, we're we got the election coming up and I've been known to say some controversial stuff on this podcast. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw my opinion out there again. And, and, you know, hopefully America will side with me. If not, I I apologize. But over the weekend I realized that we need to bring back (laughs) medium-sized Adele, you know, it, it It hurt me and, and and cut me down at the knees and my my wife turned mm. on Saturday night live saturday obviously Saturday night, and cranked it up and woke me up out of a half drunken stupor and i I raise up and I hear Adele singing and oh, yeah. Adele's one of my favorite singers I, I, she, she she got a great voice, I love her content she just her her songs have heart and soul mm-hmm. to them, and i I really like her and I looked up at the TV and saw a twig. Uh, Adele is now oh, yeah. beautiful. And and I I tell you why it hurt me, because medium sized Adele, well it's we'll, we'll start with Big Adele. Big Adele, no worries, right? It was just Big Adele. She sung, you went about your business, but medium sized Adele, if you were to walk into a bar and see medium sized Adele, you had a shot at her. You know, I'm I've never been accused of being the best looking guy anywhere, mm-hmm. but you got a shot with Adele. You know, her, her medium sized Adele. Her her self esteem is probably not where it should be. Get a couple of drinks in her, start talking yeah. to her. You, you got a shot, you know. Don't have a sh- don't have a shot with little Adele, so it kind of hurt my feelings. So I'm gonna put a petition together to bring okay. back medium-sized uh,
0: Adele. Send it to America. Let's see if we can do it. And for that matter, England. I guess that's where she's from. So, any closing words, my friend? All right. So, no, sir. It's going yeah, to be a slow sports weekend. What we've been provided, but it's better than nothing at all. So. For my co-host, Jason O'Shodel, I am Jeff Cox, wishing you much luck in your wagering endeavors this week. And as always...